Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Bull. Look, we've had some incredible, incredible guests so far. If you missed uh, uh, Amir Abdurrahim, head coach of Kennesaw State the night before they lost to Xavier, he was amazing. I mean, he gave us like an hour and a half of his time night before the game. We just had, we just chopped it up, had a great talk. Joe Gallo, head coach of Merrimack, who of course actually won the NEC and won the NEC term, but was not eligible. Uh, FDU, obviously their run came to an end in the second round. But I asked him, hey, don't you think that should have been you? We, we went through the whole Merrimack thing. It was really cool. That's available. Should be in your queue if you haven't downloaded it and listened to it. Um, the, the, the team of the weekend with FDU out is Princeton. They're still playing. They're going to be in the Sweet 16. And I was really fortunate. I get to coach Maccabi Games team, um, which is the, like the Jewish Olympics. It was in Israel. I've done it twice as the head coach. I've done it twice as a player. And this past summer, my MVP was Blake Peters. Blake plays for uh, Blake plays for Princeton. He and Sam Silverstein were my two best players. Sam plays for Harvard. They're close friends. They grew up playing with and against each other in the city of Chicago. Uh, Blake, over the weekend, had 17 points in 15 minutes for Princeton, coming off the bench, and, of course, had a very memorable TV interview afterwards. So, uh, I'll do another pod probably tomorrow. We'll catch up on everything over the weekend, but I thought you'd enjoy We had a conversation on Sunday night. He had just gotten back. He's got class. We're dropping this on Monday. So as this drops, he's in class. We got his class schedule and everything else. Thought you'd enjoy it. Here's Princeton star, Blake Peters. Normally, like what I like to do is I like to do the chronological thing. Okay. But in this particular case, you know, just fresh out of your mind, which, which game, if you like close your eyes, is it is the Missouri game? Obviously, you played better. Which game felt bigger to you guys or to you personally? I would say I think the Missouri game felt bigger, but. Um, the Arizona game was um, kind of an out-of-body experience in that we finally realized we were we had arrived. Um, you know, after after what we had gone through last year, you always hope that you can you can reach the ultimate goal, and for us, that's always the tournament. Um, but I I don't think it hit us till we finally walked on the court that we were really there and. You know, we were all the way across the country, but it felt like we were right in Jadlin. Um, great crowds, both games. But uh, I think the beauty of it, too, was it felt like 90% of the arena in both games was on our side. Um, you know, UCLA and Northwestern fans both cheering for us. Um, and in Ivy League, we played in front of two, three thousand 3,000 people. You know, had 15,000, 16,000 people screaming for you. So the Missouri game was the um, the proof that the Arizona game wasn't a fluke, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, that, I, that's, that's what I thought. That's why I asked, asked the question. Um, it's interesting because I'm sitting here and I'm like, are they going to play you in the, in the Missouri game? And you, you barely got in in the first half. How come? I don't know. I uh, think uh, all season the rotations are a little bit unpredictable. And uh, at first – that that was a little frustrating for me, um, just because I'm you know kind of used to knowing how how many minutes I'm going to play game to game. Uh, in high school, played most every minute. In college, that's not not the case. But uh, I think I've I've developed a pretty good uh, ability to to stay locked in. I saw they were playing the zone in the first half, so I figured that um, we need my shooting in the second half. You're just like you're sitting over there, sitting over there salivating like they're, they're in right. the zone. They're in the, exactly. they're in the zone. They're in, a, they're in a zone. Yeah. Um, what What's that like to watch? And you see open shots and know what your role is. 
and you you kind of got to sit there and be patient. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, it it tests you. I'll say I'll say that, and uh, I I have great teammates in that they're always telling me that you know be ready, stay ready, your time's coming. Um, you know, I figured we were kind of struggling a little bit um, without my shooting there breaking the zone. So when I you know when I got in, I knew what I had to do, and uh, we were kind of going bucket for bucket with Missouri. But uh, you know, once I got my shooting going, Ryan also, I mean, he played fantastic. So. Me and him got going. Tosan did this thing. It was it was unstoppable. Um, let's go back. So let's go back. When you so you're in Chicago, and what what was what were your schools? So the first school that offered me was uh, Wisconsin Milwaukee. Um, I grew up with Patrick Baldwin Jr. We played on the same AU team, so um, you know his dad was always always kind of like eyeing me. Uh, he was at Northwestern for a while before he was at uh, Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, he offered me my junior year. I still remember the day. Um, and I was a good high school player. I performed a lot, but there were a lot of questions about, like, whether I could, uh, you know, play the point in college, whether that was even something I wanted to do. People were telling me I was too short, but he offered me. I cried, you know, went in the kitchen, like, had this great moment with my family just because I, you know, didn't know that 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 was something that was going to happen for me, but um, long story short, a lot of a lot of local schools and um, Dartmouth recruited me the most out of the Ivy League schools, not not even Princeton. And uh, then COVID hit, really really didn't have any anything going for me. Um, so that's your my, that's your senior year. COVID was during your senior year. COVID was my junior year. Okay, so, so where were you guys done for the year when when COVID hit, or were you still playing? So we, so we were still playing. Actually, um, Lehigh came to see my last game as a junior, and I got offered from Lehigh uh, in March of 2020. And the world ended three days later. Recruiting stopped, basically. Really didn't hear from any schools. Um, I will say Colgate was recruiting me pretty hard. But okay, they... but, but hold, hold on. I'll, I'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to all that all that shit. Okay, this is fascinating to me because, you know, like, so this is this is my COVID story. We're with the Big Ten tournament. I do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? So yep. I had, I remember like Monday, I was doing Cowherd at the time. So Cowherd is on a big TV set on the Fox lot. And the way it works is you meet at like six. I like to meet at seven. He does like 6 a.m. meeting. Like, I don't like, I can't function at six in the morning. So like, so I did, we did like seven o'clock meeting. And I remember walking out and there's one guy who's a liaison to the executives. And I said, Hey, um, kind of think we should talk about this COVID thing. This, uh, he's like, why I go, well, it's going to affect sports. He's like, nah, he goes, look, people watch, they want sports opinion about sports stories. They don't want a story about, you know, some strain of a flu that can kill you. Right. Like, like that's where you go to news channels for it. I was like, I understand, but at some point it's going to affect sports. And he's like, he's like, well, when that day comes, we'll get to it. I go, okay. So that was like Monday. Then like Tuesday, mm-hmm. we had like the same discussion. I was like, you know, um, this thing is bad. And Tuesday night was the night that I believe that um, what's his name? The French dude uh, with the, with the jail, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Yeah. Right. Remember that's when he got COVID. Right. And, um, and he, you know, he touched the microphone and all that stuff and they canceled the Oklahoma city game. So yeah. Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. I'm like driving to the airport to fly to the big 10 tournament. And, um, I get a text, turn around. So, of course, my, my dumbass, I'm driving the car. <laughs> I look down at my phone and says, turn around. I turn around. I thought, I, thought my, <laughs> I thought the person, my boss who was texting me was actually behind me. That's what I really thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, to just take me through, if you can, Rack, remember, you're a junior in high school. You're still playing. Like, how did you find out that they canceled stuff? 
So I think we, we, we played our last game Tuesday and we would have had the sectional championship on Friday. And that basically is the, um, that's the sweet 16. That's the sectional championship. Is that, is so that we, downstate or is that downstate? No, not downstate yet. We, we have to win the sectional championship and then the super sectional. And then, and then you go downstate. So we have two more games to go. And, uh, Friday morning, we came in for film, and uh, that's when the Illinois High School Association canceled the tournament. Just canceled it. So, I mean, you were pissed? You guys did? Yeah. We were pissed. I mean, it's uh, ironically, it's, it's the one time like when the season ended, none of us cried because we were like, well, I mean, I mean, it's not like we did anything wrong. We couldn't, we couldn't control the outcome. We just, this is bigger than us. And uh, I wasn't a senior, so I still had one more year. Figured it wouldn't be that that big of a deal. Right. Obviously, I was wrong. But um, <laughs> so, what did you do for basketball? So the owls worked down the driveway. A lot of lot lot of two ball dribble every day. Um, my dad bought a hoop off Amazon. And we installed it. Terrible hoop, but uh, thankfully I had a park across the street. Lived next to the school. Full court, double rims, shout out there every day. And then eventually it got to the point where the city actually put lids on the rims. I couldn't shoot. And at that point, somehow I managed to get into a gym through uh, one of my good friends plays at Southern Illinois. And one of his coaches like finessed our way into a gym and we had access to that. But what was like an hour? Um, it is called the Athletico Center. It's, um, it's in Northbrook, Illinois, kind of like uh, not really. Cl- I don't know if you ever heard of Joy the Game, but uh, it's like kind of in that area. So then did you what did you guys do spring and summer? Because because at the youth level in California, we played in like the most random spots ever. Right. You had to find yeah. some back alley gym to play in. And, you know, they were. It was it was very very dicey, but we played we played in the back of a warehouse one time. We played in random spots. This is your junior summer. This is the big AAU summer. What'd you do? So my my trainer Stacy Moraney, he's uh, pretty well connected with uh, a lot of Northwestern players. Derek Pardon, uh, AJ Turner, um, a lot of a lot of Evanston guys as well. I don't know if you remember Nigel Eastern. He went to Purdue. Uh, Elijah Williams, FDU guy, ended up going Northwestern. But all these older guys, um, I was able to work out with, and um, we went to that gym, played a lot of three on three, four on four, and that whole summer we we just worked out together, um, and that was really good for me because they were they act like my big brothers, like they they were the first ones to coach me, always pushing me, um, still keep in touch with a lot of them to this day. And, uh, you know, when I go home in the summer, those are the people I, I still work out with. So that was kind of the main group. I didn't do any AAU because I committed to Princeton in June of 2020. So I was, I, I think I might have played in one AAU tournament, but I really didn't want to. So then what was your senior year like in term, with COVID and all that stuff? Senior year, uh, season got postponed till February. Started in February. We lucked out. We didn't have a COVID outbreak. Ended up playing 20 games. Uh, I had a great senior year, average 16, came out high school as all-time leading scorer. Um, there was no state playoff, but there was a um, like a Chicago playoff organized. It was called the Chipotle Classic. We ended up getting to the championship of that and losing to um, Ty Johnson and DePaul Prep. And Ty's now at uh, UC Davis doing pretty well. So if you won, did you get like free Chipotle for a year? Or is that- yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so, so you, you when okay, so then you show up to Princeton summer. Show up to Princeton uh, August twenty twenty one. Okay, and now they hadn't had a season, so you got no. dudes that had not. It's like you're new to college, but you had a, another whole group of freshmen that hadn't actually played basketball for a year. Right. Anybody who was returning hadn't been together as a team for the year. What you show up? What what was the first workouts like? Considering how little some other guys were able to do together for such a long period of time. 
so it's weird as a freshman because you walk in and you and you're like supposed to be best friends with all these people, but <laughs> you're not. And uh, you know, you, you're like you're kind of slowly starting to learn like what everyone's like and um, you know, like the little things they do that annoy you or actually little things they do that you actually like and you start gravitating towards them. So uh, thankfully, I had a really really great senior class. Um, those guys had a big impact on me, like Ethan Wright, uh, who transferred to Colorado, one of my favorite pe- uh, players of all time. Um, he's someone I guarded every day in practice. Uh, he's someone I could talk big shit to, and he would come right back at it with me. Um, Jalen Llewellyn, same thing, class act, all of them. But initially, like I, I kind of came in thinking that I was going to play and have a big role on the team because um, I, I had a successful high school career. Didn't didn't think it would be that hard in college to to perform as a freshman, but uh, like that fall, I'd have practices and I'd leave the practices thinking. Like, I don't know if I just did good, bad. And it's admittedly, it's also a little hard to read Coach Henderson at times. So you're questioning like what he thinks about you. And, you know, obviously he cares a little bit more about his uh, his point guard and his, his star players than the incoming freshman just because he's been with the seniors and, and, and juniors longer. But uh, it was a it was an interesting year, but uh, but I'm glad that like the group was so tight and that's kind of. Um, through all the dark times, that's kind of how all this freshmen really got through it. What, what, why did you guys come up short? <sighs> I think all season, the, the, the goal was always the tournament. And it was something that we talked about every single day. But we, when we finally got to the last game against Yale, we neglected the tiniest details of the scout report and it ended up hurting us. Like I, I still remember and Jalen's a great player had a, had a huge game, uh, brought us back, but I still remember, uh, Bez and bang had the ball at the top of the key and he's not, he's not a great shooter, but he can make an open shot. He was dribbling the ball. Jalen was kind of standing there and didn't have his hands up. Bez rose up, you know, switched to three. But the scout says, okay, we need to have our hands up. So we just weren't doing the little things like that right. And um, I think we got away from what we had been all season. Tosan was player of the year. I think we got away from kind of letting him do his thing and and, and playing off him. We got a little one-on-one oriented, but, um, you know, we lost that game. And I think after that, it was kind of, it was over. You know, we weren't, we weren't winning that, that NIT game. So. So obviously, you know, we got a chance to travel together this summer. That's not a normal summer, right? It's not a, not a normal summer. What's a normal summer for an Ivy League kid? Like you guys, you guys don't do summer school. You don't stay around in the summer, right? No, no. Uh, normal summer would be uh, depends. So most of the, most of the non-athletes get a you know internship. There've been a lot of jokes in the media recently about you know our team being full of uh, finance majors. And, you know, the reality is, yeah, a lot of people in the summer go get, you know, some banking internships or consulting internships and athletes, not athletes, like they all do that. But um, some people, like some of my teammates last summer, stayed on campus and worked. And uh, because they were on campus, they got to, you know, lift in the weight room and use the gym and work out. But uh, last summer was weird for me because, yeah, we did the did Israel in July. So I, I, I wanted to do an internship, but I had to kind of find something that would fit my time schedule. So literally school ended May 12th for me and I went home for three days and then I went, I came right back to New York city, worked for seven weeks before um, going to Israel. What'd you do? I was, uh, I worked for Tiger Risk Partners, a uh, reinsurance broker. So it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. So where where did you stay in the city? I stayed in Midtown East. I stayed at a a really cheap extended stay hotel by myself and uh, taught taught me a lot about budgeting and uh, just, uh, you know, playing adult for a a couple of weeks was fun. How'd you get shots up? How'd you, how'd you work out? 
So I'd, uh, I'd wake up every morning around like 5.15, 5.20, take the subway up to uh, Equinox. My, mom, my sure. mom works at Equinox, so she got me uh, a discount membership there. And uh, this one was, so I lived on 31st. The Equinox was on 63rd. I know that. It's the good one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty good Equinox. So, I, you know, took the subway. It took 20, 20 minutes. Walked to Equinox. Uh, would work out basketball for an hour, hour and a half. Um, you know, shower, get breakfast, walk to work. And then after work, three days a week, sometimes twice, I'd go back to Equinox and lift weights. And then I'd, you know, go back to my hotel and kind of do that whole thing over again. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, and then, of course, we did Israel, and you're awesome. And, <laughs> Thank you. Know, you, got to, you, got to, you got to get plenty of hoop in. Yep. Um what did you think your role was going to be when you got back to campus? I thought I was preparing over the summer to start. Um, that was my goal in my exit meeting with Coach Henderson last summer. That was something that I told him I, I wanted to work towards. And we had a conversation about what I needed to do to get there. And um, I mean, honestly, the first month, month and a half of practice, I was doing everything that, I said I would uh, to earn the starting job. Now what happened was I didn't realize Caden Pierce was uh, going to be a, such a good player. I mean, he's, he does things that I just, you know, I can't do. And uh, so he, he kind of, he brings something else to the table for us, but um, I thought I would get started minutes and that hasn't panned out. And that's a little disappointing, but at the same time, like playing a great team, I think I play my role to, you know, near perfection at times, but. Uh... So, so, okay. You, so you start the season, okay. You, you start the season and you guys didn't start off great. No. Right. Like you lose the Hofstra, you lose the Navy. Yeah. What was going on? What was going on at the start of the year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was our youth because, um, yeah, you had me playing, who didn't get a lot of minutes as a freshman. You had Matt, or Matt Alaka, our starting point guard. He was now shifting into a new role. Tosan was coming off sh- uh, shoulder surgery. Um, so it was with all these different things, and we were still trying to figure out how to play together. And um, Yeah, admittedly, like we just 
we weren't paying attention to the scout report. We were kind of all over the place. And um, we we had a meeting after the Navy game before the Navy Notre Dame football, football game that we were going to. And um, it was a really detailed film session. We went over the scout report and, and okay, you know, he drives left. Well, why didn't you know that? Why did you close out? Um, like he's a shooter, you force him to his left hand. So, it's, we, you know, we kind of went through all that stuff. And I think gradually as the, as the season went on, the youth just, you know, shackled right off us. We matured real quick. So what happened, what, ha- what happened in New Haven? First time he played Yale, what happened? It was a close game for a while. I think uh, we went into half with a, with a lead. It wasn't a big lead, but uh, I mean, they just, we didn't prepare enough for actually one of my good friends, John Paul Kiedis. He's, I mean, he's, he's one of the best shooters from Chicago. Uh, I was guarding him. Didn't do a great job on him. Uh, really let him get to his spots. He, you know, he dictated everything that game and he got hot and they had the crowd behind them. And uh, I think we just gave up. Back yeah, I mean, you go from up one at the half yeah. to, to losing by 22, right? Yeah. Okay, so so fast forward to you're getting ready for the Ivy League tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And even though you guys split, technically they should have gotten a home game, but it's pre-scheduled to be at Jadwin. Right? right. How important do you think that was? It was important, but I also – I don't know how much home court advantage dictates the outcome in that situation because Yale, I mean, Yale loves our gym. They shoot great in our gym. And they had a, they had, I mean, they didn't have as many fans as we did, but they had a lot of fans there too. And um, I think the biggest thing was after the first time we played Yale, coach called me out. He called uh, a couple of our freshmen out saying, you know, well, you know, you give us 15 on offense, but you're good for 20, 22 on defense. And, you know, I I kind of like getting yelled at because my freshman year, I didn't get yelled at. So it's like, well, he, he, it's like <laughs> it he means doesn't you matter. Now, it means now, you matter. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, now he cares. Um, so I think we all kind of took that personally. And once again, we I mean, we have a great senior class. Like there's there was no way we were we were losing that game on our home floor. Um yeah, we won. But you lost. But you lost. You lost him again. At, you lost him again at home. Yeah, right? we did. Regular season in OT, you had a big lead. You lose that lead. Yeah. So okay, so you're getting ready for the Ivy League championship game. It's against Yale, who's beaten you twice. It's against Yale, who beat you last year in the championship game, mm-hmm. right? And then there's all the pressure of, like you said, like trying to. What is that like to prepare for a game where your whole season comes down to this one game? Well, it's stressful. Most stressful thing ever. That's why I'll never get into coaching, especially in Ivy League. Like the good thing is you're always kind of two wins away from NCAA tournament. But then again, you could be the first, like you know, beat us twice in regular season. But uh, we win one game and we go to NCAA tournament. Like, is that fair? I don't know. But that's just the way things are. I think, uh, like, we we jumped out to a thirteen nothing lead. I want to say something crazy like that. Like they didn't score for for a good three, four minutes. But from the opening tip, you could see in everyone's eyes, it was a wrap. I mean, there, there was literally no way we were losing. So you win, and now you have to wait, and you see Arizona. And you're a 15 seed, by the way. Right? Yeah. What was the – forget what the TV cameras. What was the yeah. honest reaction when you guys saw that? I'm unfamiliar with Arizona. Like I, during the season, I only watch Ivy League basketball. I'll watch my friends who play on other mid-major teams. Um, I I don't watch the Pac-12. They're, you know, I'm 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 asleep when their games are going on. So I didn't know much about them. I know they're well coached. Um, no, no, they had two really big guys, and I figured that would, that'd be a problem for us. But in the moment, we were just so excited to even like see our our school up there. Like that's what we've been working for all season. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, but me and uh, me and my sophomore teammate, uh, Darius Kukwasi, like we always talk about, we have this gut feeling before games. Sometimes like we have a gut thing. We're going to win the gut thing. We're going to lose. And we just had this gut feeling like we were not going to lose. I don't know what it was, but I swear to God, this is not a LeBron moment where I'm like, 
Yeah, I predicted he was going to score 81. Like, no. For whatever reason, just seemed like we were going to win. Um, when your coaches prepare the tape, right? Did it make him say like, holy fuck, these guys are good? Or did they prepare it so it made you think you had a chance? They don't hype anyone up. They're like, Tabellas, what, what was he, second-team All-American? Didn't even mention it. Just, uh, yeah, Tabellas, um, you know, loves to spin back left, uh, you know, likes the mid-range pull-up, but accolades, they don't mention it. When we played Missouri, Kobe Brown, like, Obviously, he's a great player, but we didn't we didn't hype him up at all. It's not like I think I think that's good on the coaches. Like we shouldn't be in awe of our opponent. I mean, we respect them, but they're human. Um, you get out there and you have practice in the arena. Now you guys have played nice arenas before, but you're playing the Kings Arena, right? Kind of starts to sort of starts to set in. What it feel like? It's uh. It's weird because, like, a moment like that is something you talk about at, like, the middle school lunch table with your friends. Like, yeah, one day I'm going to I'm gonna be on that big stage. And, you know, you all kind of laugh about it. And in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But then again, there's always a chance it'll happen. So it's just like, once you get out there, you're just thinking back and how far you've come and how much you've sacrificed to get to, get to that point. And, yeah, we've played in some nice arenas, but I mean, nothing, that, that arena is brand new. It's awesome. And I don't know, I don't know what it was, but like when we were on the court, it just felt like the whole world was on our side. I don't know if it was, you know, we had a we had a nice Princeton contingency on one side, and and also behind our bench, so it was just uh, out, yeah, out of body experience. Okay, I know you had the the the, the gut feel that you were going to win, but when you're watching that game, you're sitting there, you're on the bench. When did you think, oh, we got these guys? I thought is so we cut the we cut the we were down twelve cut it to six. Um, what you Bartini, by the way? What did you do? What did you do to to cut the lead? What 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 changed? I so we we were turning the ball over. The our goal was to turn it over no more than eight times. I think we ended up turning it over nine or ten times. One of them was on me. Worst pass I've ever thrown in my life. Um, but so we, we were turning it over and we were getting good shots. They just weren't going yeah. in. Like we shot. You were not I mean, making, yeah. It, it's hashtag yeah. make shots and you were hashtag not making shots. Yeah. No four for 25. Like, I don't know what it was, but we were, we were missing great shots. They were getting layups. Okay, cool. Timeout. Like coach, coach is great. Cause he, he's, he's a really calming influence on us. Like, okay. Just, you know, breathe, take a breath. Um, let's just get, get back to doing us. So. I don't know. I don't know how exactly we got back to six, but all I remember is Zach Martini uh, shoots, misses a three. Kate Pierce gets the rebound. Um, I was at half court as soon as I saw him get the rebound. I sprinted up to the point line at the shot fake, one dribble, three, cut it to three. It was over. It was that was over. it. That was it. What's that feeling like? As, I mean, that's my that's my favorite shot ever that I that I've ever shot. That's just. And I don't like I don't react usually when I make a shot, but in that moment it it was hard not to. I mean, it's just it's awesome, you know. You're playing against the number eight team in the country, millions of people watching. I mean, that's uh, amazing stuff. So you win, okay? Yep. You douse them with water, or whatever. Okay, how hard is it to sleep that night after beating Arizona? Didn't sleep. Didn't sleep. I actually didn't even sleep before Missouri. I fell asleep at check my phone. I could I couldn't fall asleep. It was one in the morning. I probably fell asleep around two. And I woke up at eight. So yeah, didn't sleep. Just I don't know if it's from looking at your phone and like all the congratulations texts coming in or just like the you're just amped up, just ready to go. Um just a lot of excitement, yeah. I didn't sleep. I know some other guys didn't sleep. Um, I, I, I bought some melatonin today, so I'm I'm gonna get back to sleeping this week. <laughs> I think my melatonin is you kind of like feel I mean, groggy when you wake up. Yeah, I don't feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I get it, but I, I need to sleep. I didn't sleep last <laughs> night either. <laughs> um, so when you woke up the day of the Missouri game, did you have the gut, good gut feeling or did you have the bad gut feeling? I told and Missouri is a great team, very well coached. I told this no disrespect to Missouri. I told our assistant coach, I, I told Sky when we were at the gym shooting around, I said, Sky, we're gonna beat them by 20. He said, eh, I don't know, that's a little aggressive. That's a direct quote from Sky. He said, eh, I don't know, that's a little aggressive. He said, Watch, we're gonna beat them by 20. And sure enough, I mean we basically beat them by 20. It was, you know, they kept fouling and trading bucks with us at the end, but had that had that gut feeling. I still do. Still do. Um, so like I said, let now now we get back to the game. Okay. And you know, you guys are playing well in the first half, making making more shots. And you're not playing. How yeah. do you how do you do that? Right? Like, look, I wasn't a I wasn't a good shooter in college. Okay, but I could really pass. But the difference is you always have the ball in your hands when you're a point guard. You're always right. passing the ball. So there's a volume of passes. So it's not like you have to like Warm up for passing. Yeah. How do you sit there and he checks you in and you're open and you freaking make it? Like what how do you how do you contain the energy and be ready so that you barely play the first half? You get some shots at halftime, not a ton, right? Probably get like mm-hmm. five, six looks right. at halftime. And then you check in there and go. Like, how do you how do you maintain kind of your poise, your energy, your balance so that you're you're making them? So I'll come in, I'll come in and shoot couple times a, a week before practice and um i won't warm up i won't do anything i'll just get right into the workout with sky because that's kind of how the game is like i just you know i don't know when i'm coming in sometimes it's after the first media sometimes after the second like i, I just don't know and i'm probably by then i'm not i'm not warm so i think just like getting reps when you're cold and then you immediately have to you know make three in a row from a spot or you know run off this pin down make a shot like that that helps and I've been doing that all season. So I think that's kind of helped a little bit, but um, I just, I don't know. We all, we're, we're a very mature team. So we're just, you know, all, all present, all locked in on the moment. Um, you know, when you get in, you just let it fly. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, you almost got pulled there early in the second half, right? Like when you, right when you came in, you had, yeah. They, you cut, you were open, but the pass was just off. You caught it, you're trapped, and you yep. kind of threw one off. And I saw, mm-hmm. I saw Mitch kind of spin around like he was, yep. gonna, like he was going to pull you. Yeah, he almost Tosan, Tosan was coming in, and uh, our, our, our assistant Brett McConnell, he came over and he was like, "All right, uh, Tosan's either getting, um, maybe it was Cade. I think it was Tosan. It said Tosan's either getting Cade or Blake." And I was like, "Really? Like I just, uh, just got in." You know, I only got like 30 seconds out there, but thankfully, coach said, uh, no, uh, like, yeah, you stay. Like, okay, cool. So that, uh, when he said that, that kind of gave me confidence that, that I had at least a couple more minutes to, to make, to make an impact out there. The only thing you didn't make was the heat check one. The, the heat check yeah. one was. I wanted that one so bad. I got to stop. Like sometimes on the, if I make two in a row on the third one, I get, a, I get a little bit away from the mechanics and I'll like kind of like Steph Curry it and just like, Flick my wrist and not not hold the fall through. Start running back. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta so stop so okay. So what are your what are your mechanics? What what are the thoughts in your mind when you get 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 the ball? So I used to um, like I was always taught, you know, left foot left foot in front. Always step in with your right foot, but you know, in college that's just you can't do that every time. So now I'm kind of I I got this hot more where I. Catch it on two feet. That way, I have both my both my feet if I if I want to pivot. Um, but you know, catch the ball immediately, find the seams, and uh, I'm not I'm not bringing it down as much either. Like I, I used to bring the ball down, but now it's just you know, catch, rise up, shoot. Um, I find that like the quicker the release, less time you have to think, the more it goes in. Are you, do you watch? Do you watch the fall flight or do you watch the hoop? Watch the hoop. Yeah, I've never met someone that watches the ball flight that was a good shooter. There you go. We've identified my problem 20 years <laughs> later. So the buzzer sounds, right? And they grab you to do a TV interview. How much shit have your boys given you for your TV interview? They actually liked it. 
it's the it's the internet where there's mixed responses. And full disclosure, like I wasn't thinking about KG. That's the last thing I was thinking about. I'm just like, like I'm getting I'm just thinking about life. Like what what a beautiful thing this is. You know, it's just you know, I'm not thinking about KG, so I go up there. I didn't think I thought they were gonna ask Ryan, so they asked me. I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. Let's do this. Um you know, it's just once again one of those things where it's like, you know, this can't be real. Like, get interviewed on TNT, got Ernie Johnson saying your name. It's like, you know, this is crazy. For people who don't know the story, okay, we get to Israel and I was kicking your guys' ass a little bit with practice. And yeah. who who caught you who caught you with an elbow the morning of the Israel game? Braley. Okay, Braley Alpert, who plays at played at Tulane this year. Yep. Right. Braley catches you with an elbow, and your tooth was loose. Right. I, yeah. Right. Just one or two teeth. One tooth was chipped. The other was dented in my mouth, like <laughs> diagonally. <laughs> so we had to go. So we're playing the Israeli under twenty national team. They had won the Euro Euro Cup the year before. We're all fired up, right? And all right. of a sudden now, like, fuck, you get hit in the mouth. And you were, but you, what, what were you most pissed about? I was most, well, I was mad because we were in Israel, first of all. Like, it's not like you, I can just go to my dentist and they'll fix it. That's the first thing I was mad about. The other thing I was mad about was like, well, I'm like, I'm supposed to be here taking pictures of me. Like, this is supposed to be a. Once a lifetime experience. Now all the pictures I'm gonna have, like you know, one dented tooth and one chipped tooth. Like th- this is ridiculous. And on top of that, it did like it hurt. There's just no no way around it. Like you it, couldn't figure it, out. I mean, I you knew you were pissed. I didn't know if you're pissed at him. I don't know if you're pissed at me because we were kind of going live on some stuff. Uh, like I didn't know if you're pissed at. I like you were just pissed. And I was like, dude, he's he's fucking <laughs> hot. Uh, yeah, I was. And I thought you were gonna have to lose the tooth. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I was worried about because it it you know it was it was loose like it wasn't um I, I yeah I legit thought so we I, go to I so the team to. goes to this we go to this uh, hospital for anybody who's been injured in any of the Palestinian conflict or any of the wars right we go and we do right. wheelchair you went to a dentist instead right yeah yeah okay so what is it what is the experience like <laughs> for for an American overseas college kid in Israel. Like what was, what was the experience like? The overall experience or the dentist experience? The dentist experience. The dentist oh, no. Wow. Yes. So I'm, I'm with Sky, my you know, assistant for Maccabi and also Princeton. And um, he obviously doesn't speak Hebrew. I don't speak Hebrew. They just, you know, gave us an Uber, told us where to go. We walk in there and, we don't. We're not wearing masks. Like we're supposed to be wearing masks. Uh, the lady, the lady's like looking at us confused. Sky's like walking up to the front desk. Yeah, they just sent us here. They called. Uh, we're with Maccabi. The lady's looking at us like she has no idea what we're talking about. So thankfully, one of them speaks English, and she helps us and whatever. They sit me down in the chair, and the dentist walks in, and he just he just looks at my tooth and he and he goes oh, and then he just rips it back into place. So it was diagonal, and then he just he yanked it forward. No warning, no nothing. Blood spewing out of my mouth. Like even Sky was like, "Oh my god!" You know, because he's in there with me. Like he's he's living this this uh, this experience with me. So, and the dentist doesn't really speak English either, but he wants us to take an X-ray. And uh, so we had to go across the street to take an X-ray. We get to the X-ray place. The X-ray machine doesn't work. You know, one, my mouth is still bleeding. This is this is it's just a bad situation. So Sky and I end up going to a pharmacy to get um, medicine for me. That takes two hours. Like you know, the healthcare system in Israel is public and it's all free. But uh, obviously, we're not Israeli citizens. We don't have that benefit. So it was just Sky and I kind of bonded in a in a random pharmacy. And like this is all the first time I'm with Sky. Like just me and him. Um, like I, he he was my assistant for a full year, but once again, I, I didn't really work out with Sky my freshman year. I worked out with another assistant a little more. Um, so 
it was it was cool like we were just kind of going around tel aviv and you know just learning more about each other so that was cool but i i never want to have a, another experience like that and then so then we play then we play israel that night that afternoon right and we're, we're all tired you had your mouth all messed up and you know they're saying like you shouldn't play you're like oh did, didn't they say you should you're supposed to wear like a mouth guard or something like that yeah, they wanted me to wear a mouth guard. They wanted me to, yeah, like take a couple of days off, uh, you know, just in case you get hit in the mouth again. Because if you get hit in the mouth again, like the tooth is realistically coming out. But no, I mean, I figured the the Israel game, the team we were playing was going to be the most competitive, most fun game, even though it wasn't actually part of the Maccabi games. So I, was like, I mean, I'm not missing that. Um, I like I needed to play for one. Did you, have summer. Six, did you have six threes? I can't remember. You had six Did or I? seven. I had. Uh, I, had I, well, I, I, I remember we threw it up. We we broke the press. And we threw it up to you, and I told you like shoot that shit when they throw it up to yeah. you. And you and the first two times you caught it, you did. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I had I had seven threes in the in the game against Israel in the actual Maccabi game. Right. Yes. I think I only had four in the scrimmage, but I also I don't know if you remember I had that nice you know transition got in my bag a little bit with the euro remember that yeah which i didn't know you had in you i was like yeah, who, exactly who is that what would what, you guys give him when he when he went and got the medicine right. you know i got i got i got i got a little something to me on occasion witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So now now you guys are back. Okay. Now you're, you're back. But you guys have school. Right? So Princeton, right. are there, do you have any online classes? No. Do you actually have to go to school tomorrow? Yeah, I have an uh, uh, interview at 9, 9.25 with uh, a Chicago radio station. And then I have Chinese at 10. I have politics and religion at 11. I have... Uh, Class about Jesus at twelve thirty. Then I have a, a smaller classroom session at two uh, thirty. Okay, wait, wait. So the Mandarin thing. So how long have you spoke Mandarin? So I took it when I was really young. My dad speaks it. Um, so I, I started taking lessons in kindergarten, probably up until second grade. Uh, quit. Took it back up at high school. Took it all four years of high school, and then um, this is my second year in college. So. Um, I guess all in all, probably about eight, nine years. How good is your Mandarin? I would say if you dropped me off in China, 
I could I could get my way around. I probably wouldn't understand every single word they're saying, and they speak really fast too. So it would take me a couple weeks to get used to it, but I wouldn't be like a deer in headlights, like not knowing what's going on. How fast is the processing English? Because you're thinking in English, right? And then you back back to yeah. to Mandarin. How right. fast is that pro- processing when all of a sudden you, you do the switch? I find that like when I get back from summer break, like the first couple of weeks of, of class is hard because I haven't heard it all summer. Um, but like this time, like it's, it, it's, it's pretty easy because I've been in school now for, you know, six, seven months. So it's, it's definitely easier. But like when we have two, three week breaks, uh, when we have winter break, like it takes, it takes another week or two to really get acclimated again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Pol- the, the politics class. What, what are you guys studying in politics? So it's a, it's a politics and class. I'm taking it only because it's a, it's a distribution requirement. It's a, um, I think it's an EC, epistemology and cognition. So it's a, it's a political theory that. class. Okay. I have <laughs> yeah, no idea what you're talking do about. I, okay. <laughs> basically about like, uh, so kind of just how like politics and religion interact. And then that feeds into the class about Jesus or a different class about Jesus? No, no, different class, different class. The Jesus class is uh, all about Jesus. Just kind of, it's Jesus, how Christianity began is the, is the name of it. Interesting. I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, I don't have any, like I had read the, the Christian Bible for this year. Like um, it's uh, it's like in literature, it's the most cited book, you know, like, a lot of a lot of biblical references and Shakespeare. I took a Shakespeare class last semester, um, and just you know, it's like cool kind of seeing because uh, Jesus was Jewish, so you know, I'm kind of learning about someone who was Jewish, and it's a it's a Jewish story. Although Jews don't really you know, believe that he was Messiah, and whatnot, but it's a it's an interesting class. The Blake Peters, fifteen years after graduation, is doing what? Fifteen years after graduation. Because I know you want to play. Obviously, you're going to be able to play, right? Especially play in Israel, yeah. other countries as well. But but 15 years after graduation, what are you doing? This is just there's so many things I want to do in life. Like I don't I don't no, want to be. Give me just, give me give me give me three of them. Give me three of them. Okay, I want to want to be a diplomat at some point. Um, always always wanted to serve this country in some regard. And uh, like I used to want to be attorney general, but I don't really want to go into law. Um, so I think uh, the State Department is, is a little more suited for me, a little more personal. Uh, you know, I've, I've been what about like CIA, me. dude? You could like totally be, you could be a CIA and like you'd be a spy, but you could like, you'd probably be a ringer on the CIA basketball teams as well. <laughs> Too high stakes. Too high stakes. And I feel like you got to, I mean, I couldn't be Blake Peters anymore. I'd probably have a different name and, it's uh, you can be Russell. Russell that. People don't know your name's oh, okay. Russell. Yeah, they don't. Right? That's true. I could be Russell. Although I, it's funny, all, all all my teammates call me Russ. Like I got I don't go by Blake. I never hear Blake in the locker room. It's Russ. Uh, what would it mean to go to the final four? It's crazy even thinking about it. I mean, I was I was talking to my dad today. He's like, you know, you're you're two games away from the final four. Like that's, I mean. You can imagine, like I can, my younger self imagine going to the tournament, but never going to the Final Four. Like that's just that's just unheard of. And for where I come from, like the environment I grew up in, like it's amazing I'm even here in this position right now. So they're going to a Final Four. That's like I don't know. That's just legendary stuff. Coolest place to play in the Ivy League outside of home. And why? Because Plestra. Plestra. Coolest gym, coolest gym in the Ivy League, by far. Um, it's got, it's got a, it's the only Ivy League uh, gym that has an arena feel to it. Like even Jadwin, it's like a semi-arena because we have the it's like a multi-purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So it's not like a, it's not a real arena, but Penn's really cool. I mean, they're a rival, obviously, but um, always a good crowd there. Like, yeah, really fun to play there. Hundred threes. What's the most you've ever made? Most I've ever made in a, out of a hundred, out of a hundred. In high school, we did a drill where I want to say I made 
between 70 and 80. I can't remember the exact number. But, yeah. Stand still, catch and shoot it. Well, because we don't – I mean, I don't like uh, – my workouts are so much, so much more tailored now. I mean, I, I go to the gym with Sky, and we'll, and we'll get in like a 20, 25 minute workout just with shots. I'll get in the game. Like it's not, not as rep based anymore. It's more just like, you know, smart, hard work. If that makes sense. Do you? You said you know you're going to win when you wake up in the morning. Do you know you're going to make shots when you wake up in the morning for of a game? No. It's weird. Like I find there's no correlation between like how you're shooting warm ups and how you're shooting the game. Because there are times where I'm feeling great in warm ups and I just can't make a shot to save my life. But there are other times where I'm missing shots of warm ups and I get out and baskets the ocean. So it's un- it's unpredictable. But I find like if you're if you're more worried about just making plays and being involved in the game and not as worried about making shots, they they tend to go in more. Do you think that Arizona and Missouri respected you guys? No. Arizona definitely did not. Coaches were laughing at us when we were warming up. Which, you know, understandable. We're a bunch of nerds. Finance bros is what they said. And you know what? That's that's fine. <laughs> who, said, who, who, called you fi- who called you finance bros? Well, I mean, that's what the internet was saying. You know, we were all, uh, actually, we saw a clip of uh, Jimmy Fallon, I think it was. He was, uh, you know, going on and on about how Princeton's playing Arizona, and like you know, Princeton players are wondering, do you even yacht in Arizona, or like, uh, you know, is your dad a hedge fund manager? Like, that's you know, that's just not that's stereotypical of like Ivy League, but that's just not any of the guys on our team. Like, that's not who we are. We're just we're normal kids that we're smart, but we you know we play basketball too. So it's funny. Isn't that the best though? Right when they're sitting there, they're looking at you, looking down there, no names in the back of your shirts. Yeah. Right. You know, you guys, you guys are shooting, pivoting, warm ups. And then next thing you know, you got more points than they do, and the buzzer sounds, and they're going home. That's, that's the greatest shit ever. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's March, and uh, and uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's microcosm of March, but that's yeah. That's we're. I mean, we're used to it, but at the same time, we can't schedule high major games. So somehow, you know, like on the low, we we get respect from all these teams, but yeah, come March, it's like yeah, we'll be Princeton, we'll be the 16th seed FDU will be so-and-so. Uh, coolest person or most interesting text you got after Saturday's game? Um, man, I got a lot of, a lot of great texts. A lot of, a lot of my friends from elementary school, middle school, people I haven't spoken to in a while. Um, I'll say the, the coolest was, um, a guy, uh, Austin Brown, ever heard of him? Uh, is the NBA agent. Went to went to my high school. Um, twenty years before me, and uh, he's got. I mean, he's Dwayne Wade's agent. He's got a lot of big clients. Always been a always been a fan of mine. Like, came to a lot of my high school games. Um, so like knowing that knowing that he's watching is really cool. But honestly, just the fact that like I, I grew up in Highland Park, which is way north um went to high school in evanston closer to the city but just the fact that like that whole area of the north shore like tons of people just have been reaching out and the fact that that whole area is kind of behind princeton and me is i mean that like more than anything brings me so much joy all right man well listen here's this this is gonna be good luck so then next week we're gonna do the same thing as you get ready for the final four sounds like a plan i got it i got a gut feeling I promise. You do? You have a gut feeling already? I, I, I have a gut feeling we are going to make it there. Wow. Okay. So we're gonna, that's breaking news. You got a gut feeling. Well, your gut feeling has been good so far. Hey, man, I'm so proud for you. I mean, it's just, you're awesome. Thank you. Stop throwing balls in the stands and you'll be good. Just a little retreat dribble. Get it yep. out of the move. Get it back. Get to that shot pick one dribble. We know it's, we know what happens next, right? Absolutely. All right. Love you, bro. I'm, I'm really happy. Much love. You. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Oh, my thanks to Blake. That was really cool. We hope uh, he got a good night's sleep, maybe a couple good night's sleeps before getting back on the road, getting to Sweet 16. And um, you heard it here first. He's, he's got a good feeling. He's got a good feeling. What a, what a cool event this thing is, right? You get to know people like this, people like Amir Abdurrahim, people like Joe Gallo. We'll have more for you throughout the week.
Uh, remember the Doug Gottlieb shows daily, three to five Eastern time or 12 to two Pacific. Plus we got the, in the bonus podcast, which is like a, especially a radio show where we can curse and say whatever the fuck we want. doesn't really matter. Um, which is kind of like what we do here. Only we love to tell people stories on all ball. So my, my thanks to Blake for doing that. Best of luck to the Princeton Tigers. And uh, I'm glad you downloaded, subscribed, rated. Make sure you write a review if you like it. If you don't like it, you can write a review too. But if you write a review, it's even better, especially because Blake was really good, wasn't he? Thanks for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.